You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. You guys have asked how you can help the podcast continue, how you can support. Well, now we have these donate buttons. You can go to StandUpNY, as in NewYorkLabs.com. Scroll down, click on Entertainment, and then the blue We Know Nothing logo. And donate whatever sum you would like. Your hard-earned cash will go directly to me, Sam and Phil, and the fine folks who donate their time, who are engineering and producing the show. So now, back to We Know Nothing, StandUpNYLabs.com. Thank you. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Cause if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Hi, and welcome to We Know Nothing. Could I get just a little more bass on my microphone? Because we have the lovely, sexy Lisa Ann, and I want both of us to sound like. We're just enticing you into our female web. Oh my that, gosh. I mean, I'm wet. <laughs> I'm wet. I'm wet too, guys. This is. We are joined today on We Know Nothing, Sam Morell and Phil Hanley, and of I are so pleased uh, to be joined by Lisa Ann. Hi, welcome. I'm so excited to admit I know nothing either. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm part of We Know Nothing now because I know nothing either. I don't know if that's entirely true. You are you are a successful business lady. You've had a long career in the adult film world. You are a radio show host. You're a leader in broadcasting. You work at Sirius, which I love. I'm a huge fan of. Thank you. Um, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Sam... Uh, these guys are huge fans, of oh, course. Yeah. I mean, I'm and a comic I- who does the road, so I'm obviously a huge fan. <laughs> right. Let's face it. Yep, I complete. I get it. I mean, you know, it's uh, you've had a long career at this. I sure have. You know, practice makes perfect. I feel like I really I retired when I felt like you know what I got it all together. I used that uh, time on set as like my school, you know, and I, I learned everything. And I feel like now I could be out on my own, just having sex with people and, and doing all the right moves. <laughs> you know, I well, uh, wow. Phil, why don't you leave the room for a second? That's, uh, <laughs> No, that's, I mean, it's amazing. So you're, you're done with that. You're, you're like a new chapter of your life. Yeah. And you know, it, it's funny because this new chapter in my life, I decided to retire just because I had been doing it for so long. I felt like I was getting older in that business. But if I started something new, I would kind of be new, yeah. young in a new business. Um, and the business is, is evolving and changing. And I had this 90s old school. I was very spoiled. You know, I got into the business when it was beautiful and when everyone involved felt like they were involved in this really elite gang of people who were just sexually a little bit deviant not too deviant right. remember we didn't even do any smacking choking spitting or anything back in the 90s it was mm-hmm. beautiful i mean the women had to be like touched very gracefully and there was a and there was a dance that went along with this scene it was this beautiful work of art and then you, know, you go to do a scene now you barely you barely like talk to the guy for a second he's just like in there and it's just happening <laughs> you know and i would tell some of these young guys like let me explain to you like do you realize that the woman's body naturally lubricates and with that said she Phil doesn't, but I totally know about that. A little bit, like don't just go in there like that, like you know. So it's changed. And are you listening, guys? I think I kind of grew out of it a little bit, and I think the romance discussed before a scene. 
Do they not say like this is what this is how it's going to start? You or know, this is how- it is discussed before a scene if the people take the time to discuss it. Oh, really? So it's something that I'm talking about in my book, which I'm releasing in a couple of months. Is just making the girls aware, like you should be having a powwow with your partner beforehand. Uh-huh. But because there's so many people involved in the business now, not because they're a sexual being or because they've discovered a fit, because they want the money and they want the fame. Mm-hmm. So they're like so complacent; they don't even know who they're working with. They don't even look up the guy. Like they don't even know what he's going to look. And they oh, have wow. the option. Their agent will say, "You're working with so and so," and these girls just write down BG boy girl scene. Do you get? Do you have like an option if your agent calls you and you're like, "I work really well with this guy." Yeah. We have a thing. You do, and, yeah. and, and the voices has been heard less and less and less as the agents have taken more control over this business. But in the '90s, they actually would arrange for like a lunch date for you to meet other male performers. Wow! Because it was such a project back then, they didn't want to waste their money and have a bad scene, uh-huh. and also take into consideration there was no Viagra. So if you guys didn't connect with each other, he might not get hard. So young you guys, guys are taking it to keep the scenes going. Oh, 100%. They're wow. just taking it to, as something that it's just part it's of like their the day now. It's like the steroids of the w- porn world, right? <laughs> what are agents, are agents, what are agents like in that business? Are they all Jewish in that world too? It would be great if they Sam were, because I think they would be a better influence if they were. But, you know, I, I tried doing it and fighting the fight. The agents in the business are pretty much just glorified pimps. Oh, really? Wow. And the smart girls can book themselves, and it's really not that difficult to book yourself. Yeah. So I always share my contact list with a girl and say, you know, find the 10 companies, research 10 companies that you really like their product. Reach out to them directly. I mean, that's what I did from Pennsylvania. I had to write to the companies by mail. Yeah, let's, wow. can we go uh, back a little? Yeah. How does that? How does that start? Like how your first gig? How does that? Like how you're like I'm gonna try this. So at 18, I was working at a place in Reading, Pennsylvania called Al's Diamond Cabaret Strip Club. Wow. Byob. Okay, <laughs> guys could bring in a, a, a keg oh and some cups and sit there. Really? But yeah, it was it was really a dive. It was like concrete slab stadium seating, like an arena, and they would hose it off at the end of the night. What? But we made bank there, <laughs> and we had a different feature entertainer every week. So it was either a porn star. Uh-huh. or a magazine model and so I would get to meet these girls and some of them would allow me to interview them and I was instantly intrigued because I thought wow these girls are doing the same thing I'm doing dancing right. but they're getting to travel and see the world and coming from a small town and being on my own young I knew that I wasn't going to have some of the same opportunities other people had so I was going to need to create them for myself and I always wanted to travel so you know I, I emulated these girls so for two straight years I interviewed these girls I asked them how I get my picture on the box cover you know how all these different things I I would also watch their crowd like if the girl did a lot of anal movies because back in the 90s that was super taboo only the closer did anal not the contract (laughs) Mariano Rivera yeah baby we had a closer that came in in each movie and my closer was Anna Maul rest in peace she was the best closer ever because I knew nothing about anal till my 30s sorry what's a closer closer's the woman that does the anal scene or in baseball the the, the, you know relief pizza so so the last scene of the movie yeah well it didn't necessarily be the last scene but in the 90s they didn't let the contract girls do those types of scenes oh okay and we weren't really sexually open believe me I wasn't like having anal in my personal life either we just weren't there yet people uh-huh. it has changed the world 
and not just yeah. for Amazon.com. I mean, for right. Yeah. Right. It's killed the VHS star, you know? It's killed the VHS star. And mm. it's also made things acceptable that are just not in any way, shape, or form acceptable. So you're not so, supposed to weep while you're giving a blowjob? <laughs> you mean that last tear? That last tear yeah. that they want to capture on camera? Sam, it's fine you do that. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? It was early on. And if it's uh, after a Knicks game, it's totally okay. <laughs> totally she, okay. She's a Hoops fan. <laughs> I, you keep saying that. So, so um, you know, I, I, wrote, I wrote to the companies by mail. I got a one-way ticket. There was a there was small agents back then. So these small agents would take like one girl. They'd take care of her for a month or two. And they would like send her on her way, like get her a contract. And what I assume is they probably got a chunk of money from all the people that they introduced the new girl to. But I met somebody through the girls at Al's. And I trusted myself to go stay at his house with a total stranger. But they all validated This it. is in Pennsylvania? This was me writing to him from Pennsylvania oh, okay. on 4th of July. Uh, I was 21 years old. I took a one-way trip, landed in California, and that day he took me to my first porn party. I lived with him for a month. In that month, he helped me get my contract, and I've been on my own ever since. And he was your agent? Just for that brief period okay. of time. There were these agents that were just like specialty. They would help a girl come in from nowhere. They'd drive her around, introduce her to everybody. And then once you have your company deal, you're kind of on your own. You right. know? So it was like Peter Davey was a savior in my life because I got to live in this quaint little neighborhood in Tarzana for a month. He took me all over L.A. And we landed at the airport. I remember driving Wilshire and seeing the Hollywood sign for so the first time. you're 18 time. at this point. 21. 21. Okay. Yep, I was 21 by then. Have you seen wow. the documentary Hot Girls Want? Oh yeah, so, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, because it sounds love. so different now. It sounds love. so like you watch that; it's so really you know, depressing. Yeah, I am. Um, I've met with the producers. You know, they were they were nominated for an Emmy for that project. Oh, Netflix okay. has given them six more. Wow! And on Tuesday, oh I get gosh. to have lunch with Rashida Jones, and I'm going to be working with them on. Wow! You know, helping them do a little bit more. See. They got they got a bad rap in the business because everyone thinks they don't like porn, and I was smart enough to see they're just uncovering one demographic. Yeah, yeah but it sounds so different than how you started. Oh, like, I, know, uh, should it, we, it I guess is. we should just talk about. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, well, it's I saw the so first half, good. but basically for Did the layperson, yeah, yeah, because they, it's dark. I know it's dark, but it's real and. What happens is teenagers get a little bit too much freedom and their parents allow them to start being on their computer without checking what they're doing. All and the this time. is when a very bored teenage girl, like the girl that lived in the middle of nowhere, right. she couldn't even walk to a Starbucks. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine like, you know, so she just wanted to get out of her hometown. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with being 18 and answering and like, come to Miami, make $10,000, yeah. bear for an accommodation. You think she knew she was going to be staying in that porno halfway house with 10 dogs and that skeevy dude? Yeah, yeah, that guy. So like, it was nothing isn't, like Wouldn't you say you? it's the complete opposite? Like from your experience, that what's happening now, and then it just said that these girls get used up in like four months and then they're home again and their with like a over. bad experience in their life. Yeah, well, of course, the internet creates a demand for more products. So yeah. now we've got to be shooting these girls constantly and it kind of spits them out themselves. Uh-huh. Whereas back then, the industry would have you know, I had to have meetings with all these companies in order to just shoot with them. And there were yeah. there were girls coming. They were able to be selective. And the contract girls shot one movie in a month. They wanted your career to last. The the companies then said, we're going to shoot you one weekend and one week a month. You're going to go to two bookstore signings a month. You're going to feature dance once. They kept your career very diversified so that you would have brand power longer. Yeah. Now the industry, because it's got more of a pimp mentality because of the internet and the demand for the scenes, now the industry looks at it like, 
like, let's just use this girl for 90 days. Let's get her to do everything we possibly can and we'll be done with her. Yeah, it was really uh, heartbreaking. Like it seemed like it was like a sweatshop for And the porn. violence, you know, in, in back in the day, cable wouldn't buy a, yeah. a smacking scene. There's a there's a site they talk about in Hot Girls Wanted and it's facial abuse. And yeah. I've met so many girls that their very first scene ever was that scene and, and they, they're fearing for their life during a blowjob scene for $300. Now, it's wrong on the agent's ends for booking it because, of course, the girls don't know what they're getting into, uh-huh. so we need to protect them. Yeah. It's wrong for the internet for allowing it to be possible to be present. Yeah. Because you know what? It's the one scene that has the highest profit margin because the tube sites won't steal it and post it. Because if one day a regulator gets hired and says, this facial abuse is fucking bullshit. I mean, they took down porn star punishment for browsers. All we need is the right person to see and go, this is coming down. What, well, is, what is porn star punishment? Is that Porn like star abusive? punishment was a, was a rough site browsers did. And um, so it, was, it, was, it wasn't as bad as, as facial abuse, but for some reason it got taken down. So what... The tube sites won't steal these disgusting sites because they don't want to lose their tube sites where they're stealing and generating the, the push of traffic because yeah. tube sites are really just pushing traffic around the internet and that's their importance. So the mm. tube sites are owned by the porn sites that have tried to swallow up the rest of the business, which is MindGeek, Manwin, Brazzers. They're all the same people. And they've single-handedly... Are they, are they good people? Though? Well, you know, it's kind of hard to see your business get put out of business by people and then consider them good people. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, they pretty much put everyone out of business by stealing their own content. And then they went to these companies like Wicked, you know, and said, hey, we'll buy you. You can stay alive. We'll let you keep your name, but you're going to keep producing product for us. And you're pretty much going to break even every month. And that's just how it's going to be. And, and, they, and they all had to do it. So, I mean, I lost a lot of people. Mm. I saw a lot of people that I knew for 20 plus years lose a decent financial situation they had for themselves. So, it's a bummer yeah. that they outsmarted the system. They're also based in Montreal, so they can steal from America. American companies and it becomes an international lawsuit so a company like myself when they steal my scenes from my site and put them on on torrent and tube sites it would cost me more to try to fight this international battle than i'll ever get back oh wow so they've managed to just take over do you, do you think that there could could they do something in the industry so the, st- the sites like facial abuse don't exist or that or that girls um don't fly to some like sleazy guys condo in miami and just get yeah we got to do a lot of both you know i hope Mm -hmm. from working with hot girls wanted with the team and with sheeta because i said that my goal is to hopefully work with the state of california film some decent regulations where we can legitimize the girls which would force them to pay their taxes yearly potentially a licensing system with this licensing system they would have a little bit of an educational background on what they're getting into Young people are always going to make mistakes. Athletes do it. Young people are just young people. We just got to educate them and put it out there. And and ideally, getting rid of facial abuse would be the the key. But wouldn't it be big for someone like you who's so established and had like so much success to say to people like, if you start at this level, like there's like a 99% chance that you're not going to go any further. Probably higher, right? Yeah. It's like almost 100%, 100%, right? 100%. But But when that that documentary came out, it was great for me because I get a lot of young girls asking me about getting in the business and it's just not something I recommend to people. To get into the business at all? To get into the business at all. What I would you, have to someone know. Someone young says, what do you, what, what's your response? Say, I want to get in the business. I just want to know why. I okay. want to know why. What mm. is the if need? If you were talking to a young Lisa Ann and she was saying, I want to get into the business. What do I do? It, I would ask her why. What is the need for you to get into the business? Are you trying to, are you trying to, is it money? 
Um, is it fame? I just want to travel. Is it is it travel? That's a, that's actually a reason that I would potentially accept because I feel like traveling can really enrich you and, and change your life mm-hmm. completely. Right. But it's about are you willing to tell your family? Are you willing to face the fact that every guy you date is going to know this and have to deal with this and have to possibly have people say inappropriate things to him because of this forever? Mm. Like there's just a list of things I like to throw out there because it's like getting a tattoo on your face. Yeah. And though I've learned to rock that tattoo and I've bedazzled that tattoo and I'm happy with it, right. it's not for everyone. Just to be clear, that's a metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> it's a metaphor. I don't have it. But you know, I can actually look at a girl now and go, I don't know where this is going to take you. I don't know if you have a temptation towards drugs I know there's a lot of things available to you yeah. and somehow I had the gumption to just do the right thing and I'm so thankful but I see the nicest people get swallowed up by the worst things did you so, ever did you ever have did you ever get into drugs doing this you know I had my like fun moments with ecstasy it was never abusive it was never something I did while I was working it never something I do to function but I mean like sex parties on ecstasy with your closest <laughs> friends just hunkered down yeah. in either a great hotel <laughs> Room or, Sounds like and, and I'm just <laughs> like I can like when we'd have these parties if it was gonna be like six of my girlfriends we did a lot of couples things I was married and we did this when I was married and I would have matching pajamas for all the girls and like all these beautiful products like this was just such a be- I, it was a creative spa experience for me right, right? Yeah. so. So yeah, that's as bad as I mean. That's I'll a admit, different kind of so you, you, you I'm a were, weed smoker from but, from the get go. But I, you were sober during the scenes always. Yeah, I mean, it, I might smoke a little bit of weed, but I never drank except if it was going to be like a major gangbang. Then yeah, a shot of Jameson goes a long way. <laughs> you know so, what I mean? Just to kind of make you a little more limber. Yeah, I can go that way with all of you. <laughs> so wait, a, do you regret that young Lisa Ann got into the industry? Not at all. Not, not at all. One hundred percent. Not at all. Okay. You're a, like a smart business minded person so if you had got into any business you would have been you would don't you think you would have applied that and so been nice. successful you know what my best friend years ago when I was sweating something she said to me I was like 25 she's like Lisa you need to realize that no matter what you do you're going to be successful at it she's like you need to realize and and just now it's hit me and I say to her all the time like I thank you saying that to me because it encouraged mm-hmm. me yeah well, because I think that's you know people make good decisions and smart decisions and yeah. that's what happens right yeah, they exactly. find success yeah. Is it, can I ask you I mean it's weird to, uh, to me I mean I'm not obviously judging at all but like sober sex is I've just gotten used to it recently oh really I mean I, I, when you're single at least when you're dating someone yeah of course I can have sex sober but like just meeting someone I have a few drinks usually even performing I'll have a couple drinks sometimes so it's like that's it the combination for you you're performing and you're having you're exchanging intimacies you know yeah but you know when you're performing you, to, to give you a good scene I have to be aware True. and I have to be aware of the camera I have to be aware of how I look I want if my bangs flip a certain way you better make sure I'm making sure they look nice like <laughs> and when the girls are drinking everything gets sloppy and I think that attention to detail is right. a big thing and like because you know what when I have sex in my personal life there's certain guys that have said to me like it's so amazing how you know the camera angle and how you can make your body do that just in a regular sexual you just that's just you just know what's what looks sexy and because I wanted to produce and direct I look at that and I'm just like nah if I drank it gets sloppy I mean at home I can drink and have some wild sex where the lights aren't on and everyone isn't like an editor isn't gonna hit me up be like you know that was a lazy ass scene you know? <laughs> right. yeah. are you ever in a Wouldn't relationship if you just came out of the closet during regular sex you're like what the hell do you are you ever in a relationship scene. having sex and 
able to comp- to not have any inhibitions about angle or what you look like and just like even have sex and like you know a, a, a torn up tank top and that's it or, I like, can but you like, know what I think that what I'm in my mind what I'm doing is turning the guy on more so it's more satisfying for me it's that like paying attention and just like hearing him breathe and knowing what he likes and, and just being able to have him be able to see like the guy really likes to see holes boobs face I'm sorry you just gotta figure it out so and, you never Never get to just be off the clock and relax and have somebody. It just doesn't feel right to me. It, it just it, trained me to be like, okay, so I need to angle. We're okay, we're a doggy. All right, I want him to just be able to see this side boob. Side boob's good. Yeah, let me give him a little side boob. I'm gonna chicken wing my arm. Is I'm, gonna, I'm gonna chicken wing my arm. Yeah, I'm gonna look back at him right now. You know, and I just, just noticed. <laughs> I just noticed in what good shape you were when you I did know. that. Oh, during camera <laughs> angles, I would say to the camera guy, "This is a good time for you to get your macho so, so mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my you chicken wing it. Nice delts. Thanks. If I was your therapist, though, I'd be like Lisa. You. I really need to work on people pleasing because if you're working, if you're constantly people pleasing, when are, when is someone going to please Lisa Ann? When I masturbate. <laughs> oh, really? And I'm a great masturbator. <laughs> so you know what? Me that, too. That's when I'm not worried about any angles. Nothing. Yeah. I don't but care if when I you're brush my teeth. I yeah, in the morning. It, but oh. it's the same, like as a comic. It. See, that's if, so good. Yeah, every morning. And I decide, am I using a glass toy this morning? Am I using a vibrator? Am I just going, whoop, just hands? You Are know? you ever like, I'm not I'm not doing the right angle for myself? Never. <laughs> okay, you don't Never. care. Never. Never. Do you ever think like me, you guys, to cover your ears, um, like the, I look insane right now? I look like a crazy person. No. If anybody walked in right now, it would not look Oh, when that you're sexy. masturbating yeah. by yourself? Yeah, just, I always <laughs> think if there was a hidden camera right now, this is not how I want to go right? down. Because it's just like, you don't care. Because sometimes you just don't, you look nothing when, like in like, the movie. Get off a the lock bed, on your door. That's like what I always say. I, what about just like crazy Frankenstein legs? Like they really, do you do wow. that? Yeah, your toes cramp? Yeah. Yes, of course we all do that. I do young Frankenstein legs. you never legs. see that in a movie. You never see like Jennifer Jason Lee masturbating in single legs female like a complete insane person like like rigor mortis because you right? see it in scenes you'll see guys have to tippy toe like right before they're going to come if you really watch sex scenes really you can break it down you can see it, everything you're like look at him flexing his toes oh when they're lying down yeah. right yeah. or when they're standing do you do do this. porn stars enjoy like other times where you do a scene you're like wow that was great like this not like the scene was great but the actual sex you're like wow that was really satisfying that was amazing or is it always okay it's just like anything else there's days you get in your car where you're like man that wasn't like my best scene then there's other days you're like that was just an awesome scene I feel really good about that but not just because the scene was awesome but also just you're like wow we really connected and I really enjoyed having sex with that person you know what I was never about to be on set and and waste my time and not orgasm and not enjoy the scene because I look at it like okay like ideally I'm I'm, I'm always thinking about business right so I'm like it's Tuesday I have a 9 o'clock call time I know who I'm having sex with I like having sex with him I have the option I can start texting guys now and try to organize a date for later or I can make the most of this scene right now right. completely get my business done and by 1.32 o'clock I'm in my car head to the gym on my own time no dude has to come over I can do a marathon of Gossip Girl if I want to Like, uh-huh. so I used my scene time as my sex time too and I did learn a lot about myself sexually by being able to make uh, the connections stick for years. You know, you work with a guy for 10 years, it can get boring. 
I, I have a question to go off Edward Phil said, but like you connect with a guy in a scene. Do you ever find yourself like catching feelings for a guy in that scene? So my very first guy that I had a very great scene with, I fell in love with, you know, <laughs> and it didn't last long, but we're still friends. And he introduced me to Huntington Beach and to my best friend. So I feel like he served a very important purpose in my life. But when I wrote about it, I wrote, it's funny, like it was the best sex I'd probably ever had in my life. So I thought I had to be in love with him. It was really just right. lust, you know, <laughs> and, and then, you know, and also it makes your, your scenes lame because you start having sex at home all <laughs> the time and then I remember I hired him for one of my movies and it sucked it I was like the band's gotta break up like <laughs> we fucking fuck too much at home and now our scenes are boring you almost don't want right. to share yourself with a room of people when you become intimate so after that a lesson I learned don't get involved with the porno boys just you can have sex with them at your house yeah. no no relationship don't break bread is kind of the rule is it because maybe sex that's really great at home and really intimate and is fantastic just doesn't translate on camera yep 100% okay 100% because it's so subtle you ever try to videotape yourself with, it never for me at least it looks like embarrassing <laughs> you're just like laying there like wow I really don't do much do I you know? <laughs> no I I've haven't heard <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that I've heard that Go. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, this is what I was. I was just curious. Do you think there are parallels between being a comic and being in the porn industry? Like, for example, when you were saying what it's like to go home and have sex. I know Sam. Like, it's you want to kill on stage, but do you sometimes feel like, well, I really want to make my girlfriend laugh? Like when you're at home, do you think there could oh, be a yeah. parallel? Well, between- like, you're like, it's, it's interesting what she says that sex in a scene and you know intimacy intimacy at home is different because it's totally different like when i'm trying to kill on stage i'm doing a totally different thing than when i'm trying to make my girlfriend laugh yeah yeah i'm trying to i'm, I'm much more vulnerable i think uh, off stage yeah i'm much more silly i'm uh-huh. much you know you, you're much more dialed down so so totally if i did what i did with her trying to make her laugh on stage they'd be like what the fuck is do you, this but this you work. because you're a comic do you uh, i think i appreciate getting a laugh from like my family or my nephew or my girlfriend more now because not only am I making someone that you know I care about laugh, but I'm also thinking like, oh, I'm kind of killing right now. Like if you're like joking around <laughs> with your girlfriend or whatever, does that cross your mind? Yeah, it'd actually be an interesting way to open a special, like making your nephew laugh or something, yeah, yeah. and then go into like, oh, this is a different thing. But I, you, know, you have both abilities, and they're both they both make you happy. Yeah, but don't you think you buy, making someone you care about laugh a, as a comic means more to you now than before you were a comic? Of, yeah, but also those people you make laugh, they they that's real. Like yeah. those people you make laugh at the show, they're going to be gone. You're probably yeah. never going to see them again. Yeah. Those people you make laugh, like when you make, when I make my mom laugh, I love mm-hmm. the sound there's of her laugh. There's nothing better, right? There, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. like a that's that's real that moment. That's continuous. So wouldn't you? So wouldn't it would mean more to you, obviously, to have it's the same thing with the, have great sex with someone that you're in a relationship with than just some someone from set definitely you know one on one sex by intimate alone behind closed doors no lights on camera non-camera sex has become more valuable to me and some people assume that oh a porn star she must get bored with sex but it mm-hmm. is so entirely different right. that it makes being intimate with someone and being able to like take it slow and touch them and kiss them like outrageously sensual does yeah. it ever make you really? think like, well, we should be doing pornos differently because we sh- we could bring some of that cool stuff that we're doing in the bedroom and like make. There are companies trying to do more more female style, softer, okay. more intimate. There's a great site called Pure Mature where they made you really connect with your performer and you had to kiss a lot. And it was beautiful and I loved working for them. But guys but the don't like watching is, that. We've sensationalized. Right? Women porn is just a guy being like, you look really great tonight. <laughs> we've sensationalized. <laughs> we, we've just sensationalized <laughs> this, this, this yeah. really intense 
right now we're in this weird, really strange place. And I'll give you an example. I was at the final four at MSG and these like this troop of kids come running over to me and they're like, Lisa, Lisa. And I'm looking at them and I said, how old are you guys? Like 14, 15. So how the fuck do you know who I, who I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you click the box that says you're 18? Oh, yes. Now, now, I'm looking at these 14 and 15-year-olds who are watching porn probably obsessively, right? Yeah. And I say to them, so you know, what you see me do on the internet will probably never happen for you. Do not ask a girl <laughs> like to do no it. there's no Santa Claus. Do not ask yeah. a girl to do it. Do not force a girl to do it. It could be a felony. I said, yeah, and, and, right. and so it I just, just got chills. It just hits me that like we didn't see that anything that graphic. But yeah. think about it. You're 13. Your first thing you see is like this wild ass gangbang. You're like, oh, it's too huh, much. Yeah, that, do this? Like, that really, honestly, that really disturbs me because yeah. I think of these poor girls and the, first off the guys, but like it freaks me out that they, that's what you would think is just normal. Like that's what you think would go down. I 100% agree with you. And I have young girls come to me and ask me questions on Twitter that I almost can't believe are already having like guys are able to manipulate a lot of things from girls when they're young although we flip the tables later uh-huh. when girls are young you know they're believing that this guy is telling him like anal is not sex and if you blow my boy my friend you're not cheating on me and and guys are getting their girls to do group interactions and taking pictures and you know, these things are scarring and they're just happening so easily and then they're out there permanently yeah. so it's definitely something like we have created this weird space with the internet right that wasn't it's just not it's, healthy because anal's not yeah. sex when you have to do a cleanup afterwards do it in a hotel room be smart well I don't know but Jessica Kirsten said if you're doing anal you gotta expect a little poo you don't actually once okay. you get to know your body and you train your body enough <laughs> you can know when you're ready for it and there can be a time where your guy tries it you will know when you're clean and not clean and before it even gets to a situation that really? you're dealing with you'll say it's not a good night you will learn your body and the best way for a woman to learn her body is to regulate her food intake for a period of time like it's interesting when you're shooting a scene you won't eat for 24 hours before the scene. Oh, my God. So, yeah. It's really? Like, I, I used to always say, hey, I'm one anal scene away from my ideal weight. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Then, don't worry. I'd hit Carl's Jr. on the way home, and I'd be in traffic doing my own Carl's Jr. commercial. I'd have, like, I'd, I'd had showered, but not a great shower. So, it'd be, like, makeup on me. It's maybe some spooge. I've got the Carl's Jr. burger. Maybe I'm looking at the guy spooge. in traffic next to me, like, if you have any idea why. I want. So, yeah, we don't eat for 24 hours. And then you take a modium. You do you do oh. your enema. Phil is you looking thin, by the way, but okay. You do all of this, <laughs> and 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 you get yourself clean, so you're perfectly clean for camera. While well, from doing that enough times, I learned that, huh? Ironic. I go on a hot date with this guy. We have dinner. We have anal sex, and I'm still clean. Why didn't he need to starve myself? So then I go and do more homework. Well, it takes your body six hours to actually process food, so I can actually eat. So you know, right. everybody's body is very different. And and then I learned with toys because I was preparing myself for these scenes, and I learned to just be able to be in tune with my body and the, the most important thing to know is you need silicone lube for anal okay. not not water based okay. that'll tear your skin you'll have to keep applying it because you can re-wet silicone with a little bit of water kids take sick. notes okay. okay and secondly don't clench your jaw most of us it's a calm yep, I learned it when I was getting my first series of colonics because I went through a series of colonics so I could ask the lady a million questions I thought right. here you're in the room with this woman for 45 minutes I'm taking my notebook I'm just getting ready to start shooting anal mm-hmm. I'm asking this woman every question for my series of three of these colonics like I'm getting my education and she said you know it's a common thing that you just 
clench your jaw when you're in any sort of pain or you're, or you're scared of something. She's like, you have to breathe through your mouth and relax your jaw. I couldn't believe what a difference it made. What is a nice way of encouraging your male partner who would like his salad tossed to clean his fucking ass? Great question, Anya. <laughs> this is a Was that a good question? Gr- this well, is, we just this went from NPR <laughs> to some other network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A new network. This Lisa is a great question. Thank you. Yeah. So first of all, start. Every home should have baby wipes on the back of the toilet at all times. This is this is a take start note, Sam and Phil. Okay, I use it for chicken wings, um, but if you want to use it for something else, that's fine. Have you talked to him about it at all? Have oh, this s- is just a hypothetical. Okay, hypothetically. Um, hypothetically, I would say, you know, just, this is something that we should probably, um, you should probably understand that, you know, you might want to use an enema because what I've learned with guys, and I've had guys say to me, do you want to do this? And I'm like, well, I think you should get your butt clean and you should get an enema and this and that. Just the what thought. What if they're like, I'll just take a shower. No, no, be the right best back. part is just the thought of them having to do the enema is like almost changing their mind of the situation. See? So if you okay, weren't yeah. sure you wanted to do it or not, you can suggest all all the, the bells and whistles they have to go through and they'll be like, eh, I'll just stick it in your butt. Don't worry about mine. <laughs> so if a guy would like that to happen, he should, Phil, you're up. saying he should get an enema. He can get an enema and do clean himself, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what the boys do. Just They treat it just like, you know. So that's, I just want, it's a public service announcement for men listening. If you'd like your asshole eaten, you should get an enema. So think about that before you just throw it out there. Can I ask, I read an interview with Lisa where I saw that you're, you're into NBA players. Like you're attracted to NBA players. Thank you very much. It was so good. It was so open. for my GQ. Street, okay, it was GQ. They launched it for the GQ party at the NBA All Star Game here in New York City last week, last year. Like too cool. street cred. Talk about my phone blowing up. They're all giving my now. You can see her too. You can see her too. Like that raised my street cred and my note. Uh, I, I couldn't like that in raised that article, my ass aspect. You. Don't, <laughs> well, so you I don't but, think your ass who, aspect. You, who's the raised. most attractive NBA player right now? I'm not. I don't drop any names. You don't drop any names. Ever, no. But, but all right, she, you don't have to answer this, but. Any Knicks ever? I'm not saying. Uh oh. <laughs> I think in the interview you might have said. <laughs> no? Okay, but it's a great interview because you say that you're regularly in touch with athletes, that you prefer them, you like hanging out with them, talking to them. A lot of them rely on you for everything from friendship to positive reinforcement. You guys really get each other. Um, I feel a safety with them where they're not going to stalk me. They're not going to hurt me. You know, I still have to be leery of meeting a, a, a new, a regular guy. I don't know what he wants from me. I don't know if he's a super fan. I don't know if he's going to expect I mean, I have had guys actually get yeah. violent with me over me not wanting to like have sex with them our first interaction or, you know, things like, you you know, you know when you vibe with somebody, you know you don't. We go through the date, and then when it doesn't happen, they send me tons of nasty emails like, "Oh, I was such a gentleman, and I, I didn't even have sex with you," and you know, nasty things. So I get a lot of the freak out, yeah. and then they'll stalk me for a month or two. How? So I have to stay with just athletes, Internet because they're stalking. not going to. Or podcasters, or right? Podcasters, <laughs> or podcasters. It's like with Phil and Sam. Sometimes they'll go on dates with girls, and the girls expect them to be entertaining the whole time, and they're like, "Fuck you, you didn't and it's make like, me laugh." Phil is just kind of a dull person in real life you know so on let me the podcast, ask you guys okay, a relationship but, are you in one right now uh you want to talk about it i'll okay. talk about it i am yes uh, and, and how's i'm it, an open book how's it going it's going great how long has it been it's been about three and a half months all right so we're getting serious we're looking at christmas coming up you're in a six month or at about the christmas what are you yeah. thinking about getting her for a gift you gotta start pressuring 
I'm thinking about getting an eczema for. And uh, I think you mean enema. Yeah, yeah. enema. That's what I mean. Eczema. Eczema is the thing on That's your a ass. Skin and, disease. And, 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 and eczema. If you'd you like to give, give your, I would love to give my six month relationship eczema. Yeah. So after you give her eczema, to go with the herpes. This is how rumors start. I'm clean as a whistle. And the chlamydia. Um, I don't know what I'm going to get her. How's the sex? The sex is fantastic. Adventurous. I mean, I'm a pretty meat and potatoes type of guy. Okay, but, I gotcha, uh, I gotcha. That's going pretty well. Is she tall or short? She's a, she, I'd say she's about 5'8". Okay, that's five, good height seven, for you. Okay. So, yeah, I'm 6'3". It's a nice height. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's really pretty. They have great sex life. And yeah. they are, they're great. very connected. It's great. I make her this, call me Phil in the sack. It's pretty adventurous. This could stick? Oh, yeah. This I think, could be the one? I think so. I like her a lot. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I love I'm it. I'm on board. It's great. What, so I, I, I'm curious about you, like... So you like pro athletes. So it's like a, a body is very important to you. Like a yeah, strong body. Yeah, would an body. athlete, are they, and this might, this is, maybe this isn't obvious, but would an, an athlete, because they're in such great shape, be way better in bed than just a civilian? Please the say The endurance yes. is an issue, yes. Wow. And not only is the endurance an issue, they normally, because they are younger, uh-huh. they can go multiple times back to back. Amen. You oh. add in the endurance, the age, <laughs> wow. and then their excitement to be with me because they've been masturbating to me since they saw porn. Sounds like you're reading my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said that. Only the that. part about masturbating. <laughs> it's just dynamic. It's right. like all the yeah. stars align, babe. Mm. And then and they just yeah. And I've never had that. Is that a turn on? Is that a turn on that they that they're a fan chi- of your work? When I'm just chilling and I lay back and they look at me and go, "You want to go again?" Of course oh I want to go again. Yeah. Of course I do. I've never gone into the younger than me pool. Maybe once. Oh. And I think I need to try that. Mm-hmm. The yes. kiddie pool? Uh, yeah. The kid, the <laughs> I had a 20-year-old over the weekend. <laughs> Sam's really? allowed in there. Yes, and I've been having Multiple this 20-year-old since he was 19. So he's getting, they get concerned. They're like, I'm getting older. I'm going to be 21 next year. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what do you do when they start to fall in love? I imagine no, that No, we're happens. always really good. It never uh, happens. Never? They fall in love with someone else, though. We make sure that we just stay friends and we don't interact anymore. Yeah, you're really it's big on karma anti-cheating don't you want yeah. to fall in love I do I do I definitely do I would love to I don't know if it's possible since Manhattan so being Beach guy or whoever that was um, way back when when I was married oh was he the guy you were married to the one that you had great sex with and then you guys worked together in the movie and you were like no no, no 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 no, no. Oh, okay. was your husband in the industry <laughs> no he was a bouncer at a club when I met him oh okay Aww. and it was like love at first sight at ecstasy <laughs> did he have any jealousy issues with you going to work I didn't shoot scenes anymore. I met him right after our big HIV outbreak in 1997. Okay. I was like, I was out. So I yeah. met him at a turbulent time where I was looking for adventure. We went on the road and traveled together wow. uh, doing feature dancing. And I got to tell you, having a sightseeing partner that's your boyfriend, you know, was so much fun. I, I made all these photo albums and I just opened this vault, these like boxes I had. And it was all the photo albums like us at Graceland and, you know, all that yeah. great stuff. Like awesome time in my life. Totally awesome time in my life. Married only once? Yep, so far. Would you do it again? I would. How long were you married? We were only married for two years, but we were together for almost seven. Wow, that's a long run. Favorite things about being married? Yes. Being the household manager. Like, I love the Whole Foods. <laughs> I love the thinking what's on TV, what nights, so I know what we're making for dinner. Yeah. I like to bake. Like, Favorite I like- show? Oh, favorite show. Right now, The League. I just watched all of Empire. I'm watching all of Power. I love The League. The yeah. league is like the greatest. They're funny guys. You should watch The Affair. 
I just started Ooh, watching is it that. Good? Yeah, there's a lot of sex scenes in there that are actually pretty realistic. Do have they you guys- make you want to have sex though? I don't want to get horny at night watching TV if oh. I can't get any. <laughs> I don't, like, I, I it's mean, pretty like, dark. I think you'd like it because you're a complicated mind. I can tell. And it's I like, like very light TV. Believe it or not, like I, I love anything Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are involved in. Yeah. I love really light TV. Really just light. Tina Fey is great. Still Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, she Curb. Is. I can still watch oh, Curb. Yeah, I watch Seinfeld like, constantly. We played, yeah. a, we played a Curb clip uh, recently on this episode. Episode with no context. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see the episode where Larry is playing cards with uh, all these hoity-toity LA types, and some guy has a good of hand course. and he folds? Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course, and he uses the c word. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's, it's the same episode where Cheryl's bruised up from yes. the massage therapist from the tennis elbow, <laughs> yeah. and he's out there in the car, and they think he's beating her up. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I could tell you would be a great household manager. You have a really nurturing sense about you. Lisa Ann walked in. I was like. I'm about to go to the gym so I'm not smelling my best I was like do you have any gum and right away she pulls out gum you're one of those people that has I think you did whiff for your armpit though and it wasn't that bad not that bad right but guys like no. a little BO don't they Lisa Ann I just I don't let think go guys of like my umbilical BO. cord I, how is that possible I'm really interested in this I am a nurturer I do love I love to cook like that's the thing I do I do what's your I best do, dish I'll bake you anything really anything and What's every your favorite guy, thing to make? When a guy, when I say I'm making you dinner, what do you want? I'd be like, tie scratch me meatballs from scratch. Or I, I cook a lot of fish and vegetables for myself. So when the guys come, I have to make sure there's rice and other things that I just don't eat. I mm. eat paleo. When's the last time you ate a grain of rice? Uh, 1987? No, no, no. I just started eating paleo this year in January. So I just, just changed my diet. Do you diet. eat a lot of red meat then? If you, I do. I do a lot of red. I, I do red meat. I you? do red meat once a week. We'll see. It's all about your blood type. And I did the blood test last uh-huh. year. A friend of mine for Christmas got me the whole situation. I have psoriasis. I have some food allergies. And I want to know what I needed and what I didn't need in my diet. Yeah. I'm a little anemic, so I need the red meat. I do bison. I do bison once a week because it's a very lean red meat. Not like go out eating burgers or bad things. I do fish, chicken, a lot of egg whites, like a ridiculous amount of egg whites. Is um, it people say now though that the trend is that the yolk isn't that bad for you? Right, I do the yolk too. Okay. I'll do the yolks because I hard boil a dozen eggs like every three days, and like yep. while I'm hard boiling, so I, I eat two soft boiled while they're a boiling. A bit of a gym rat. Yeah, and I love having. If you them call in yourself the, the big guy, I will hit you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm it, bro. I love having hard boiled eggs in the fridge, and if you yeah. make them just perfect and they peel awesome, aren't yeah. you so happy? How do you, can you, how do you make them perfect? Mine are brutal. Okay, so you got to cook them the right amount is the most important thing. Then you put the pot in the sink with cold water and ice cubes. Uh-huh. Let them sit in there for yeah. about five, ten minutes. Let that. What that will do is it'll separate that little film onto the shells, and all you have to do is roll your eggs, and they'll peel off in two places. So you boil the water. Give it shrinkage. What you want to do is boil the water, like get was the eggs hot. In college, wasn't it, Sam? <laughs> just like just like on Seinfeld, and the eggs will get shrinkage when they go into the freezing water, yeah. and they'll separate from the shell. <laughs> you don't need to tell him so you, you boil oh, the water yeah. so you boil so the water's bo- you put the eggs in then you boil the water no no I boil the water first and then, then you put drop the eggs in, in and then oh and then you take minutes. it off the heat yeah then I take the hot water out I put ice cubes in and cold water so how long do you leave them in the boiling water we are the like most successful adult film star here Phil's asking like about t- egg whites <laughs> for 20 minutes Jesus I want to get to something more important okay. what do you like, eat for dessert you it depends. Usually, like Nutribullet, I'll usually throw like some Greek yogurt and fruit. I really have trained my brain <laughs> to only crave 
really good things like trail mix or almonds. You can train your brain. You can train the yeah. like, I, still, I don't I like Phil's love, comedy anymore. I, I, I train pizza. my brain. You know? I still just, love pizza and like if I drink, it's a trigger. Like there's so many awesome places open late. I'll even buy stupid food off a food truck if I've had a couple of drinks. Do you live like, in New York what do you and drink? LA? What's your drink? Jameson would be Oh, I love it. Are you and friends one? with Jenna Jameson? I know of her. We've known of each other for years. Friends, so they don't hang out or anything. Um, I live part-time LA, part-time New York. Many questions you asked at one time. Did yeah, you? Really we're just going to keep tag-teaming you with it. questions. I love it. Did you watch Jenna Jameson on that show, Celebrity Rehab? That's not about it. Couples Therapy. Talk about great television. Oh, wow. Did you see her on all those interviews? She's a train wreck. It's I know, super but it's sad. So you know good. what's sad? She left the business with more money than anybody ever left the business with and has nothing. And it just shows you that like money is everything. You got to have that power to not fall into the drugs. Yeah. It's the drugs. It's the uh-huh. drugs. And it's so true. That old commercial, this is your brain on drugs. Uh-huh. I would look at girls on set and I'd be like, oh, I can just, her face looks like that egg frying on that commercial to me right now. Because they're just. It spins you out. Yeah, it when makes me was, hungry. When was the moment? Getting back to hard boiled eggs. Um, <laughs> and do you eat egg salad? No, I don't always eat the eat the eggs. Sometimes I just pop the yolk out. What? Which you like better, New York or LA? Oh, everyone asks yeah, me that. Yeah. I get too. Do you love LA? It's I okay love to the say. space that I have in LA. Like I love that I Where don't have to you? live in a studio. I'm in I'm in I'm in LA, but I have a nice four thousand square foot house wow. all to myself. Beautiful patio life. Turn my bedroom into this dope ass tree house where I love to just have boys <laughs> over, you know. And and I have a little you place. know, it's a great place, right? Here though, I have a tiny place, but New York teaches you you need so much less than you thought you ever did. Yeah. I have a great rooftop, so I love to sit up there and read and it's like it's oh I God, love not having nice. a car here and I love driving there so it's like the best of both worlds and you right do now. your serious radio show every week I do a Monday night show it's Monday night 11pm that's Lisa Ann does fantasy it's all fantasy sports football okay. basketball baseball and then on Thursday mornings tomorrow morning I'm on Mad Dog Sports Radio okay. I do some stardom sit-ums and then we talk just a lot of it's a fun show I it's love that show. you like sports Who, what's your favorite teams in each sport okay I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan oh. which means like right now I feel like I should just wake up and just do the rosary every morning yeah, you know Tony I mean, Romo's I know. out Tony <laughs> Romo I feel like I should be drinking holy water they should be watering the field with holy water down there. I mean, what's happening with all of our players? Like Is grand... there a chance? We need to burn some sage in there. What's happening? I feel like a grand piano is just going to fall on Tony Romo's head at some point because he's the most unlucky guy. And then you know he's what? A great player. I get super emotional about these things. Like after it first happened, I'm in the shower and I'm having this conversation with myself, and I'm like, you know, Tony Romo is a person, and right now all anybody is worried about is when's he coming back? Yeah. When's he going to be back on their fantasy team? And we 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 put it on the news, not just sports news, but every news. It's like we're speaking of him as he's this item it's like he has a wife and a family and this is his only collarbone he's ever going to get his whole life like I want him to be okay right and I have these like emotional like meltdowns I'm like don't people see these people as people and I hope he gets well and I lit a candle at church as soon as I was out because you relate you relate to people demanding things from you and expecting too much from you when you've just got to be hard you're home and you don't want to turn on any TV channel because you might hear them say well you know he is old he doesn't have a Super Bowl Ring and all the obvious yeah. that you know yeah. that you don't need while you're like you know you can't watch Sports Center if you're an athlete. I've laid in bed with athletes watching Sports Center, seeing trauma. I was with an athlete <laughs> who was ignoring his phone, who got traded. Oh, and I was like, 
First of all, my first instinct wow. was I, Phil, don't I check have your phone because uh, I have to have the jersey from tonight because I know this is your very last jersey played for this team, and I that's my my first thought. So I claimed the jersey. The, did of, they, course, they, of course, I claimed the jersey. Oh my god, that's great! Right? Yeah, I'm gonna start giving girls my set list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a great. You know who does that? Who? Bruce Springsteen. Oh, really? He's, I get compared to him all the time. Uh, it's the bod. It's yeah, the bod. They also say your fan. shows are too long. His shows are wow. not too long. I know. What is I was trying to. I was reaching. You know I, I mean, missed one up. I've had it for bro. a man in his pajamas. Um, in your industry, is bisexuality a thing like it is here in this room? Well, wait, we're not. We're not done yet. Basketball and baseball, are your teams. Well, you know, Empire has some uh, bisexuality on it, which is the reason I started watching it. Because a friend to told me that. you need to watch that. Sam beautiful. Roberts yeah, yeah, is serious. Yeah. Is really into Empire. He is. Yeah. He is. And I was like banging on the window last night. He was doing a show. I'm like, I did both seasons like a loser. <laughs> um, it's a music show. Baseball. baseball. I just adopted baseball this year. Okay. I knew nothing about it. Yeah. I had do the study of the art of baseball. Baseball is intriguing. Yeah, I've never gotten into baseball. It's Love great. Baseball. You have to learn it or you'll never understand it. Yeah. It seems like nothing's happening all the time. Yeah. But a lot is happening. So I went to a bunch of games and I, I, I read a couple books. I met up with a wonderful writer named Zach Campbell. Zach's actually the ball hawker that caught A-Rod's 3,000th. Wow. And wow. he and I had just recently gone to a Mets game together and his book was what made me fall in love and understand baseball. And so through all of this, I was going to a bunch of Mets games and I wore a jersey one night and I said if, if the Mets win said to myself I'm going to become a Mets fan if they win tonight because every game I watched and went to this year they won so they won that night so I became a Mets fan oh cool and the rally parakeet like slid into my DMs and I was super stoked <laughs> because I've never had an animal DM me before and be like creepy Oh my God! The, There's the, a rally parakeet that has its own Twitter and Instagram from Met Stadium. I don't know if you wow, know about this. Oh, I didn't know that. Cespedes had his first his first hit out of the park when he was wearing the armband, the same color. I love Cespedes. You yeah. know, what? Seinfeld and Larry David love the Cespedes for the rest of us. They made a big deal <laughs> over. They were tweeting the Mets like this you are is hilarious. They are so well. Funny. Seinfeld is like, oh, have you seen Jim Brewer's videos for the Mets? Yes, they're amazing. They amazing. Even if, we got to show you right after the Jim Brewer it makes these videos the where he's like, he's like. Oh my God, the Mets! And he'll just videotape himself going nuts at Shea, uh, City Field. I'm <laughs> yeah, at Shea Stadium. So great. Close. So, all right, basketball. Okay, I'm neutral. I follow both New York teams and both LA teams. I have a, a soft spot for, for MSG. Going to a game at MSG is just like they have great service. There, it's it's a safe facility, unlike like some other places. Um. And I just love the games that are the history in there. But Staples is fun, too. What about hockey? I just started really following hockey. So I went to a bunch of Rangers games last year, some Kings games, Ducks. Um, Who do you go with to these games? It all depends. You know, my co-host is the ideal person to take to a game because he can give me history on players, coaches, and teams during the game where I feel like I'm getting my own personal play-by-play. Right. So I really like going with him. I don't want to go. My, my only rule is I can't go with people who are going to be on their phone the whole time because right. I feel like it's disrespectful yeah, to the it players. Yeah, it is. It's like when you're doing comedy. Yeah. Don't you think it's rude yeah. when oh, someone it's, has it's a annoying. point seat and they're sitting there it's like crazy. this? It's crazy. And their face is lit up. It's just so, yeah. It's a distraction. Yeah. It's rude. And it's, and, I mean, I'm sure they do it in church and everywhere else, but yep. it's just like we live, we live where everyone's somewhere like this. And I tell my friends, like, don't. That's don't. Yeah, everyone, Todd I mean, Barry, everyone uh, has that temptation, Todd but Barry's you just have to my not. my favorite line to anyone, t- someone was uh, texting during... Todd Barry said, and he just said, having trouble spelling hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's great. I love that's that. great. That's funny. But why yeah. go? 
Yeah. Why even go? Get out of yeah. the moment. Courtside texting. I'm like, what was it like five thousand dollars a seat? And Minimum. You're, and you're way more than yeah. that. Yeah, way yeah. more. I used to let. I, I'm a musician. I used to let people film the show or YouTube, and now I make an announcement to stop because it's people don't even realize it. They're watching your set and they're tweeting like at a show. It's so great. They they they're smiling. They think that they're engaged, but they're not, and they don't realize that from the stage you can see all these little cell phones lit up. Yeah. Right? it's just it's incredibly annoying. distracting. Especially the people who videotaping you're never gonna watch that on your phone again you're no. losing, what are you talking about? Yeah. they're losing the phone that night yeah. they're getting two drunk and losing their phone that's that night true. it's yeah. over yeah. I see the people that's all the true. time like I see you I know you're not gonna hold your phone all night so yeah. why are you even videoing yeah. I, you know I was at a concert with a friend of mine I took a girlfriend to see Kiss and Motley Crue we were on stage with the bands in Jersey like to me that was something I always wanted to do like when you're on stage looking out I traveled with Rage Against the Machine years ago like I've been around bands and I love watching the fan response and so I turned around my girlfriend's videoing this I took her phone for the whole night and I said to her I want you to remember everything yourself the smell in the air from the pyrotechnics yeah. the sound yeah. the, the breeze the temperature uh-huh. the expressions of the fans because when you can tie all of your senses together you have something you have what's called Absol- an actual moment yeah. that you're experiencing yeah. inside your being and you will remember that and so you'll smell something similar 10 years from now and it'll be that temperature and you'll be somewhere and yeah. you'll hear that song and bam it all comes together and it, and it makes you have a memory. I walked by the wasteland the other day and I was like, Phil Hanley's act, you know? It happens yeah. to me all the time. <laughs> wow, that's a, what's um, that? Three I love in a that row? you're. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if the, he's talking in code yeah. or if I'm supposed to get We're, his jokes. No, yeah, no, no, no engineer. Yeah, that's what the audience them. always says. What is he talking in code? Did you edit later? No, yeah. no, we let yeah. him sit there and we, let the, and we let the people enjoy my trash into Phil. Yeah. yeah. Even though they don't. Yeah, no. Um, I don't, we don't get it. Are you guys? I, I really want to ask some relationship questions, but I realize these guys are really excited about sports. Did you get yeah. all no, your sports? No, stuff out? Sam. No, we. Yeah. I wanted to know. I was okay. curious. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. More? No, no. no I, I, I got what so I wanted. I'm dying to know, yeah. like, about where are you? You seem like a completely fulfilled person. You've got your house. You've got your life. You have fun with these. With your various lovers, my roster it's, is yeah. what I call it. Yeah, it sounds like there's a sexual glossary in my book, so you understand when I use hashtags and mention people like hashtag repeat offender. A repeat <laughs> offender is someone who's been in my life for more than a season, mm-hmm. uh, someone I enjoy spending time with, and you know he's not a starter, but he's a repeat offender. And d- d- are you ever? feeling any sense of lack i would guess no like no you know i could i could have been haw over this but it's not going to change and when i was in my 30s and i came back in the business i made a really conscious choice i was like all right you got divorced you're going to stay single this whole ride you're going to put this much money aside for your future you're going to start to map out a secondary career and you're going to go with it i've had a, such a fulfilled life i think everybody wants everything and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to realize that it's a compromise so sure i might not have a one-on-one but I have a nice connection with the people that I'm with that I allow to satisfy me without feeling any sadness for a need Yeah, and it works and I've been able to make it work and I think you can make it work in life you you just gotta understand you're not gonna have everything do you want a one-on-one though? I wouldn't mind a one-on-one I definitely wouldn't mind a one-on-one I'm open to it I it would have to be the right person that I felt was definitely comfortable with you know my life and me what happens when you meet somebody that feels like a potential one-on-one? You know, it doesn't happen often. Um, it doesn't happen often because I'm pretty realistic with the situations that I'm in. And, and I don't want to put pressure on somebody else. Like these younger guys, I don't want to be, you know, it's interesting. Remember when Demi Moore went through 
going through all of that with Ashton. Oh, up, in, yeah. up until that point, I thought the whole situation was great. I was like, oh, she's got the hottest young guy. Mm-hmm. And then I realized every day she's worried about getting older. I don't want to ever be that worried about getting right. older. So I wouldn't want to be serious with someone that's 20 years younger than me and then be fighting the you know clock of time. Well, how about an older guy that takes care of himself physically and that stuff? That could be it. How old are you, young man? 29. Yeah, such a baby. I'm yeah. 43. What? Yes, all day. You look young. Thank you. You're very youthful looking. Thank you. So have you had a man come into your life and he feels like a good guy and you feel attracted to him and it feels like, hey, this could be a boyfriend. I wouldn't mind seeing this guy a couple times a week regularly. And then I do. I have a guy that I've had in my life for four years that I absolutely love more than anybody else in my life. And he's just very busy. He's very committed to his career. He travels a lot. We see each other maybe twice a month which isn't enough for me but it is what it is and he is so happy and so satisfied with his life that I feel like when I do see him my world stops we have a great time it's the best sex I've ever had it's the best connection I've ever had with somebody and I'm just trying not to put pressure on it so I enjoy knowing that like that is solid and that's there and he'd be the person I text if I need to have a question or if I'm stressed or this and that and he's my go-to and I know he's there so yeah I I do have that feeling so if he were to be if he were to say you know, let's take, uh, let's get more serious. I want you to move in with in me. In a second. Yeah? Yep. Does he know in that? I, I, I think on too many shots of Jameson, I may have texted it to him. The first time I ever told him I loved him was like, yeah. I was out with my friends and I came home and it just so happened that we started texting and it was the next day you wake up and you're like, what did no, I do? no. Well, do you have time to stay for advice? Because this reminds me of an advice question. Somebody yes. wrote in and said... Uh, this is for da, 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 wait where is it, it does he was, always have to eat on the podcast I love it what do you have I get hungry do you great. have this yogurt you know what I, of course it's because <laughs> so you have, good, we right? have to feed ourselves every couple of hours yeah. that's what it is yeah. you can't let yourself crash no I get peckish yep small. <laughs> I love him so much peckish I say that too oh do you see, really see great. we have a lot in common and it's got the good acidophilus he doesn't like he doesn't like sports, 14 grams of protein he was a male model and he in Canada well all over the world and takes very good care of himself you should try epic bars epic Beef jerky, they have it at Whoa. Whole Foods. It's tender, it's green. Really? Oh, I will. Try I totally it. will. Yeah. What do you think of Quest Bars? I'll put that in my phone. I like Quest Bars. I like them. I They're like originally those. from Canada, that company. Are they? Yes, just yep. so you know. I'm addicted. Uh, <laughs> Daniel writes in, My girlfriend travels. Could I get a little more level here? My girlfriend travels a lot for work and works late hours as a bass player in a band. We tend to keep most of our conversations over text. Lately, we've gotten into long texting discussions and arguments because there's no time to talk one on one. How do you advise having productive talks over text? Seems like we're getting nowhere this way, and I can see a breakup on the horizon if we keep this up. Well, I would say I don't think you can have a productive, uh, a positive conversation over text or, or something that's going to be substantial. I mean, everything can be misunderstood. You got tone issues. Right. Yeah. You could say this, you could send the same text to this whole room. We all took it differently. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. so whether it's Skype time, but people just don't make time and it's important to have face-to-face time even if it's a walk and talk where it's like we can get some exercise together and be talking sometimes I, like I tell that. my friends that are couples that are really busy that both work out I'm like you guys should just plan two workouts a week together so you can talk while you're working out so you're both doing what you need to in do in the same city yeah, yeah in mean? the same city yeah. oh I like that yeah I, sky, I Skype talk. a lot with my people too. FaceTime yeah. is big. I mean, just like, to see your arms free. are long, but for me, <laughs> I have to Skype. 
Skype where I have to put the, the FaceTime camera over here and like walk away otherwise you just get like this much of my face and my short arms I so, love that yeah. um, do you have a good angle over FaceTime or text of course you know you yeah. make the light right and everything it depends if it's my girlfriends I don't care but if it's like my dude I'm like alright that light ahead isn't good I'm gonna go with the light over here <laughs> Lisa Ann from a female listener your body is insane and you're open about your age and that you value taking care of yourself what is your routine for diet and exercise well I started eating paleo this year in January I recommend you have blood work done to find out what diet what foods are best for your body sleep is so important especially as women when we get older I I used to sleep I never slept more than four hours a day for 20 years so when I retired one of the things I wanted was to see what it would be like if I went to bed at 10 and didn't set an alarm and I'm not going to sleep 12 hours but I'll sleep a good 8 to 10 hours and the first two months of 8 to 10 hours sleep I could not feel believe how much better I felt yeah. I hated everyone so much less <laughs> yeah you know what and then that takes the next level my workouts got so much better because I was able to work out more because I had better energy and I'm recovering I'm letting my body recover yeah. Yeah. how much cardio how many weights what okay. do you do <laughs> so I try to do between five and seven hours of cardio a week and I break it down Good by hours because I know it sounds like a lot but it's really not if you throw in a spin class here or there yeah. if I'm just trying to maintain I can go down to three hours cardio but if I'm just trying right now I'm in this like weird place where I just want to see how much more cut I can get so I'm like you know doing different things today my workout was this I have about 60 songs on this new set and out of the 60 songs 15 are Eminem songs I have the gym pretty much to myself at my building so I have my weights my everything I need in one area and every time Eminem comes on I run and I run for the whole song you know his songs are pretty long they're between yeah. 6 and 8 minutes long so I run like crazy and then I get off and I go back to doing either my core workout my weights my squats my lunges so I just try to mix it up and with Instagram now women can see so many great little videos on Insta they're great yeah yeah it mixes it up for me so much I'll be like you know what I'm throwing this in this week and it's a girl that's just like doing squats then she jumps up and I'm throwing that in just so I don't get bored and so that I have to challenge new balance and new form weren't you in an Eminem video I was which one was it it's called We Made You and I played Sarah Palin it was quite a great experience (laughs) I remember that. What that other was, videos have you been in? Um, there have been some videos for some smaller artists. I just did one for um, Hollywood Undead. I know they're very wow. popular. Um, yeah, I got to work with RJ Mitt from Breaking Bad, and it was so funny because oh he picked God. me to be his mom because <laughs> he's like into MILF mommies so in movies. So in this this video, RJ. like I want to pick my mom, and I walked in and I didn't know who he was because that show I watched one episode and I was like I couldn't sleep for a week. It was so violent. I know it's amazing, but yeah, by by season five, you're just like. Does anything can anything happy happen right now? And yeah. I can't watch dark TV. I was in too much of a dark business. And when I see a lot of drug abuse or oh, a lot of sadness, he played the sun on yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, he's a super nice guy too. Oh, really that's nice. So guy. cool. I love this. Okay, shall we do more questions yeah. uh, from a male? Because okay, so we got when your you ask me questions, seven hours of cardio. and I get to answer. I feel smarter because I know the answer. Even though this is a trivial pursuit, I still get to like <laughs> successfully answer a question, and no one can tell me like you can't move your piece of pie. You know. I'm still moving the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Male listener writes, this one is for Lisa Ann. Have you ever dated a regular guy, someone not in the industry? And how would you even win, how would one even win you over or get access to you? Do you ever follow back regular guys on Twitter so someone could DM you? 
Um, I try to uh, keep my roster very, very, very equal. So I have a lot of regular guys. And one of my long-term repeat offenders who I call BDE. So I give all the guys in my life a nickname so no one really knows who they are. But the way BDE became BDE was our first date, I was going to Arizona to visit some friends and I was going to stay. He's like, let's stay at this resort hotel. We'll meet there. Lay out at the pool during the day. Big dick guy. No, be- best date ever. Oh, wow. so our very first date. Really it's actually really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is wow. kind of a tone we we're trying out, to get away from on the podcast. The pool, <laughs> and then we're going to go back and watch a little sports center and go out for dinner. And I'm getting to know him. I met him through a mutual friend, just a regular guy. Right. And so we're watching sports center. I said, "And what time do we have to be ready for dinner? You know, how are we getting there?" And he's like, "Well, I thought we'd be drinking at the pool during the day, so I hired a driver to take us to dinner." And I looked you get at him treated and I was well. like, "That was to me. you're right." That is good treatment. That's not normal. I've yeah. fought with a lot of people about drinking and driving, but that night I named him BDE. And later my girlfriends told him, you know, you're the best date ever to her just because you were so responsible about it and so sweet. That's so good. So he was a regular guy. He's a regular guy still to this day. Ten years later, he's still on my roster. Really? Yeah. Quick He's another guy about... that I would consider marrying. Huh. Right now, I'm going through my list, and I'm like, there's a top 10. I would probably take an engagement <laughs> from any of these 10 right now, because like, they're, so, they're so nice. How often do you see Best Date Ever? At least four times a year. Oh, cool. And we text probably once a week. Okay. Do you like men to pursue you, or do you not care? I do like to be pursued, but there's that fine line between pursuing and stalking. Right. You know? Who was that hockey douchebag? Stalking. Who, yeah. What, what, that was Michael Delzato. That was like in the news. I right. saw that in the news. Because he just kept hitting me up. Like a lot of times guys will hit us, me up to get access to other porn stars uh, or to meet other girls or they, right. think I'm, they think my life, like I'm ha- constantly having pillow fights in my apartment. There's always <laughs> girls over. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Right. So he kept hitting me up like, yo, I'm in this city. Hook me up with this girl. Hook me up with another girl. When you wake up in the morning and you see like text at two, three, four. I'm in Nashville. You know anybody here? So finally, I was like, buddy, listen, I'm gonna blast you. You're, yeah, you're gonna, you're, you need to stop doing this. And when I blasted him, all these other girls came out of the woodworks. There was a modeling agency from Montreal where the woman that owned the modeling agency said he used to call and offer girls at the front desk cash to give phone numbers out to some of the models and it was a huge wow. issue like like you are a degenerate at this point like yeah. you know I told him like hire an agent that right. gets you prostitutes like all the yeah. other athletes or go have. to a therapist and get <laughs> over <laughs> whatever is therapist. going on <laughs> exactly. or go to a therapist that's crazy yeah. it's so that's funny abusive. that these athletes have, athletes have an agent that gets them prostitutes some that's- guys do have a personal manager who takes care of their side business and it's an organized fashion and if that's what you want to do do it you I just know? assume most pro you. athletes would cheat on their wife just being on the road all the time they have that kind of money They're that many women thrown at them I don't I'm, call me cynical but I think you know. I would say not most but 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 maybe some maybe there's a good mix you know a I would probably mix. say 50-50 but there's a, there's a lot of family men out there that are you know they're, they're not in, in one spot that long but when they're young it's it's hard to fight the temptation sure right. especially if you drink like if you're traveling there's obviously a temptation but traveling and drinking because as soon as you have a couple of drinks, you're like, oh, like, things so, that are terrible ideas don't seem as oh, bad. Come on. How many, 100% agree with you. Yeah. I so, don't drink in public. So I don't drink in public around strangers. That's my rule. That's because a good rule. I am afraid I will have sex with somebody and regret it. And then they'll be at my house in the morning. Like, I know yeah. when yeah. I have, like, if alcohol is coming in, I need to know 
you're right. coming at eight, right? Like we're hooking up because right. I have to have this planned out. Otherwise, like yes, I, I will, generally don't. Drink I will on the road. check Twitter, and there will be photos of me making out with some random dude at a bar that I don't even know. <laughs> are you ever turned off by, let's say, if a guy doesn't treat on a date or something like that? Are you turn? Do you have turn offs? I do bad manners. Bad, bad manners are a turn off to me in general with people. Oh God, I I hate bad manners. So you like uh, your door open? You like door open? Just be nice to the, the waitress. Day. Just right. be be polite to everybody. Don't be aggressive. You know, I called out an aggressive guy that was fighting with a waiter at a restaurant in the city the other night, and I, I, I knew nobody involved in the situation, but finally I couldn't take it anymore. And as I started yelling at the guy, I realized he realized who I was. Oh, my and God. And he couldn't believe it either. And I, like, gave him this, like, scolding of a MILF lesson that was, like, unbelievable. Because he was and just... he got a boner. He, was, he probably did, but he was cussing and yelling at the bartender because the, they were waiting for their processing machine to reset, and he had to hold his card. The guy's like, just give me my card back, and the waiter was the one to get the money for the restaurant I understand but he just started yelling and cussing and yelling and finally I stood up and I said who do you think you are in front of women and people you have never met to speak and be carrying on this way (laughs) over your credit card that you could actually walk out of here and just cancel you need to get it together wow this is inappropriate and and, and at this point he realized and everyone stopped And he was just, he's he's like, like, I've been a bad, going. bad boy. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've been naughty. I've been naughty. Are you, uh, quite question, sort of a 180 about, the, there's been a, an increase in male suicide over uh, penis size, and they say that it's uh, linked to porn, like that guys and girls <laughs> are comparing their parts to the parts they see on film. And I know with a lot of girls, that. They're concerned. There's like a rise in vaginoplasty. I can and understand all of that. this because we've been doing it. Girls did it for years, getting boobs and doing all these other things. I can understand this. Um, what people don't realize is this is a select group. Let's yeah. say these are 50 guys. We have cleaned the streets and we've combed and found all the eight, eight inch plus cocks in the U.S. We've got the 50 <laughs> of them. They're all in one area. They're super lean. So they look right. like a dick on a stick, right? They're normally not that tall, which I think makes their dick look even bigger. And then we use the fisheye lens, the lighting, right. and, and everything else. And sometimes the girl's super tiny. So it's like, it's it's a mental, it's just a visual that's misleading. But yes. Put down the noose. It's these all... guys, like, don't look at Mandingo and compare yourself because yeah. he's like the size of And what your about form. vaginas? Not every vagina is a little Pam Anderson slit thing. This is true. Some of them do kind of look like a ham sandwich. You just got to be ready for that. And what's wrong with that? Pumpernickel. <laughs> what's yours? There's I haven't nothing seen wrong. any you know, of your work. I have, kind of have an innie. You know, so um, everything's so tucked away. Yeah, everything's kind of tucked away. She was definitely meant to be presented, and she's been the best business partner I could ever have. So, I, 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 you know, I'm not downing anybody else's, but geez, you know, she's really pulled it out for me. She's pulled it out for she you, doesn't but get she's sore. stayed in. Like, it's funny, like some girls would tell me that anal sex is easier for them than, than vagina sex, right. that their vagina gets sore. And I'm like, huh, very few times my vagina's been sore. And it's been afterwards, I'm like, oh, it happens. But my butt, yeah. Have you ever had sex where the person just has, does no foreplay at all? And you're, you like during a shoot and you have to be like, time out. We got to. Yeah, well, I would make sure that that got worked out beforehand because okay. you could watch tape. Yeah. You, know, you just go and you look at what they do with other girls. What about at home? In the bedroom, do you ever have to be like, you need well, to pack a lunch? Sometimes it's a. You heard of Coach Cal? You know, coaches Kentucky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cal- one and done. You yeah, know, sure. sometimes it's a one and done. Sometimes yeah, I'm not going to tell the guy because I don't. The last thing a dude I ever see. needs is to be sexually shattered by a porn star. <laughs> 
That's the last thing. <laughs> That's going to drive him right into And the if I suicide. meet them and we're getting ready to do it and I can feel his like heart racing to the point of like a fan who I'm taking a Polaroid oh. with, yeah. I will back it up and not go into that because I've had guys fail with me or like, you yeah, know, come I the bet. second I touch them. And then they have to live with that. I'd rather just be like, you know what? I'm not feeling well. I have a headache. We should probably end this I'm, I'm sure they take the hint, though, at that point. <laughs> no, I don't the think they do. The pants are off, and you're just like, ooh, I just came down have with something. Ever, have you ever had a guy be yeah. like, you're going you're gonna to not do anything, and I'm going to do everything to you. You don't get to be like Miss I have, Fantasy I have, Lady. I have a couple of these. Yeah? And I have a couple of them that even arrange for other guys to partake with us, so they'll send me pictures of their friends and say, Can I please have five you? I know. <laughs> I'm my sorry. little army works for me pretty hard so yeah They're and that's when bat. I'm just like okay I won't do anything so it's not a it's it's not a group thing that night or it, it can be yes sometimes it is girl okay this is just I like I your life please <laughs> thank you you seem like you're having fun in yeah, life yeah I am Lisa Ann what is your new book called that's coming out I'm being very guarded with the title I'm afraid oh, to okay. say it but I'm I s- have a title because you just said it and I think we're going to title the podcast this dick on a stick no that'd be a bad book That's title for the, you it'd be a bad book title but, but it's a great podcast title we're gonna call this one dick, dick on, on a stick. stick yeah i don't know i think i think we could do a higher brow title i think we've had a nice conversation uh, yeah well she said it and i thought it was it's well, funny. We, do, we, we could also talk about the ice and the hard-boiled yeah. eggs i think yeah i mean hard-boiled super, eggs would be because you know what i've taught so many of my friends that take them right off the stove and put the yeah, cold water yeah, just in. right I'm gonna try that because you don't want to lose half the white no. trying to peel the shell off. That's the worst. I don't say my. F- I don't. What are Why your, would you say that? Man? How about we didn't talk anything about your upbringing and your family? Or how are those relationships? You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, if I was giving out report cards, I would give my parents both an F. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They just did a shitty job. I'm sorry. It's all right. I forgive them. We're your family now. But in the, I mean, it seems like you have you I have been, it so together. Yeah, and, you, and I went I went through you know making creating my own life. My parents just had a stupid divorce. It was in the 70s. You know what this generation doesn't understand is some people lived in smaller towns in a different era where it was in my dad's family's mind just a crime that my mom got divorced. So because all those women mm-hmm. stayed, let the men hit them. You know, were were in cheap relationships was they're Italian my whole family is my dad's family Italians who were crazy so when my mom decided when we were like two that we were gonna she was gonna leave my dad he just tortured her until I was a teenager and just I just heard words said and saw things done that just didn't need to be do, done and then of course it created some chaos and robbed me of my childhood a bit and I went on my own thing and then later on in life I was like writing my life story and starting to analyze things going home and talking to my parents and I'm like you know, I understand that it's kind of like the relationship that was horrible, but the guy cheats. Yeah. When the guy cheats, the girl never has to take any responsibility that the relationship was horrible, right? She just says, oh, he cheated on me. Now he's the bad guy. Right. Me doing porn allowed my entire family to never have to go, you know what? So I tell them, like, you guys got a fucking F. And when I when I let them know, like, yo, I'm dropping a book, so, you know, brace yourselves. I do didn't you, write do any, you talk to them I don't regularly? Write, I didn't write anything bad about my parents. But I just like to scare them a little uh-huh. bit. We're kind of, we're kind of they're, they're really mad at me about this book right now. Right. They're, like, having this stand off so you know but they just need to read it first i'm letting them like kind of think there's going to be horrible things in there just to make everyone like live in fear for a little while so they probably won't talk to you but, like i know it's fucked up hey no, back it's we're laughing we like it yeah. but you know what it's just you know at this point i just gotta tinker back a little yeah. bit because like here's the thing my brother has children my brother has written me off since i got in the business which i understand it was probably not easy for my brother mm. he's a mailman imagine he was probably delivering my magazines like this whole thing had to be kind 
kind of traumatic. So, so you haven't talked to him since? He, he will not talk to me. Wow. But he even won't, I can't go home holidays. My grandfather died last year. He made my mom lie to me about the day so I couldn't go home to the funeral. Oh my goodness. Home. So like shit like that. Painful. Like, now I'm old enough to be like, you people, this isn't how this works. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna shake things up a little bit. I went home in August. I told my brother, my dad, my mom. So, you know, I wrote a book. I'm telling the truth about all of you. You know, I hope you're ready for it. So since then, they're like, fuck, what truth is she telling? <laughs> really? This is all I write. I said, if the, if the stars were aligned and you were lucky enough to live in a good home with unconditional life that we love, then you should just feel very fortunate and you should cherish it every day. It wasn't the case for me. That's right. it. But maybe... But I'm going to let them fret for a fucking while. But, I mean, it sounds like you live... I'm sure a lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, oh my goodness, I would kill for the lifestyle that you're living right now. Right. Maybe you wouldn't be as driven to have such a... Definitely not. If, if And it, that's why when you asked me earlier, do yeah. I regret it? I don't, because I, I'm right here right now, and all these little things motivated me, and it was yeah. such a cool adventure to get to go on. Uh-huh. I mean, if I had sane parents who put me through college, there'd be no acceptable excuse for me to say... I want to be a porn star. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no there, excuse. Is there anyone like that in the business that you know? Not like, really. And you know, Belle Knox, a girl that I mentored before she left the business, she was going to Duke. She still is. You know, she was almost too smart for her own good. So the business made no sense to her. So it's good for her that she got in and got out as quick as she yeah, did. I was going to ask you that. I wrote down a couple of questions, but I was going to ask you if for comics, there's a, there's a similar, there's something that happened to people that makes them want to do comedy right, generally, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. There's is, dark. The, the darkness. Yeah, and it's just something that, like, you know. Um, but is there is there something that uh, like a lot of porn stars would have in common? I would say it's control. Whether it's mm. sexual control from sexual abuse, whether it's physical control from physical abuse, there's some abuse uh, in the past of of most of us. Whether it's just neglect, but that makes you create a demand for this instant control that other children and young teens aren't thinking about yet, and especially sexually. When you can take control of your sexual life mm-hmm. and you can kind of own that there's this powership and ownership that just really takes you to the next level so I think when I was kind of finding my way on my own lonely all of these little things forced me to go I'm going to take control of this is it's going to allow this is going to facilitate me to have enough money that I'll never be struggling like my mom did and all of these things were urgent whereas they probably wouldn't have been as urgent at 18 to have so much money if my life was different yeah. so it created an urgency and that urgency I acted on did you have therapy along the way it sounds I did like you I did I yeah. did uh, right after I got divorced yeah because I wanted to know what I did wrong in my situation I wanted to know who I was what baggage I was carrying more than therapy the best thing I did was when I was 24 I went to start seeing Deepak Chopra in person yep, in La seminars. Jolla. I've been to La Jolla he does some tr- seminars in LA he does some here and reading and just there's so many powerful things he says that are just that will just change the way you think be honest is he on the roster no <laughs> god I would love to could I could I get some of that like Dharma Deepak I, I know get, you're listening can you give me some of the D and I mean the Dharma I mean the Dharma I'm not talking the D that you think alright <laughs> So uh, I think just it opened my eyes. Like one of yeah. the things he says is, you know, you got to picture life like suitcases and how much shit do you want to carry with you? It becomes, it becomes really hard to move. And I'm like, I'm a backpack kind of traveler with a carry on at the most. So yeah, I get that. And that was simple. Like you got to let things go. You can't change them. You just got to let it go. You seem like you have a great attitude and, and you're very self-aware. And I think a lot of people listening, like maybe they're not familiar with the industry. You know, it's, it's 
I think it's going to be a little eye opening for yeah. this episode. So I think it's. it's I hope it's, so. I think this is great, and I hope I can help with the producers of Hot Girls Wanted at showing some positive stories in the industry. Yeah, and some different types of of things that people want to learn about business too. Yeah, I'm excited you're working with them. Me too. That's I know that's be great. so cool. Now I'm going to go. I didn't realize it was going to be a multi part series. Yeah. So that's really cool that you're giving back to the community that you're going to be implementing. And I'm hoping that they can get me in front of Congress in California. That's amazing. So I can really start to regulate shit. Wow. Because I couldn't do that. Well, I was still performing. I would have been blacklisted. Uh-huh. You realize yeah. that? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Been like, they'd cut off my head. All right. Because these men in that industry never want the girls to think they have a choice. What, what are, the, and, and we're, we're wrapping up, but I just wanted to ask you, what? Uh, so are there, were there guys that you would work with that you're like, wow, he's a great guy? Like the other male performers and stuff like that? Yeah. And then, then were there some that were just like, oh, he's not oh, a cool dude? Such degenerates. There were dudes that just belonged on Craigslist where we found them. Just like not nice people. or How's not James Dean as a guy? He's he nice. You know nice what? I started funny. working with him when he was 18. You know, oh when, he, when he was a barista at Starbucks. Like what? It, and when he first got in the business, like I did all my firsts with James Dean. My first anal scene was with James. My Shut. first DP. And now he's been in the business longer and his style has changed a lot. He's become oh. a lot more aggressive of a performer. Yeah. And I kind of got softer as I got older. I got like, I went through all my head trips. And when you're on different head trips, you want, you crave different sex in your life. Normally, if you're really stressed at work or things are really, you'll want something rougher, right? So oh. there's different, there, there are different cycles. And I started to just get softer and softer and softer and he got harder. So we just stopped working together. But was it fun it in the beginning? Fun. He so seems fun. like he's got a great personality. Great personality. Really great funny. sense of humor. Yeah. It's interesting, like, the psychology of, like, how you perform. I mean, like, you're like, oh, so this is your, the point of your life. Like, it's interesting to see, like, a an adult uh, film star in therapy, what they're venting about, and then how... They and how they fuck, I guess. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm looking for a better way to say it, but just but no, yeah. it, it, it's definitely what you where your head's at is gonna is gonna translate into yeah. that bedroom. Yeah, I have. I'm so happy you came in. We're so pleased to have you. You're a delight. This is awesome. We're gonna Thank wrap you. it up now. It's great um, to have you. Ooh, I'm writing that word down today. It's not in my book. So right now I'm just rereading and editing. That's a great. It's a great word. Delight. Well, I don't use true. it enough. You yeah, I'm gonna use delight. You have a bright. Look out for a book. Yeah, it's called We Don't Know Yet. I'm coming in with it as soon as I'm ready. And please it's come gonna back. Be, they're gonna be signed, and we're gonna talk about it again. And please you guys come get to have me on again. Please, we, we'd love we to. We are have your back. new family, Lisa yeah. Ann. You're the best. I'm inspired. We learned so much today. Don't text in movie theaters. Don't text at sporting events. Live in the moment. Smell the smells around. Comedy you. shows as well. Don't text. Don't Enjoy text. your sex life. Yeah. Maybe have a roster. What I didn't cover, which I love that you said, is that you know I. I don't have a typical lifestyle either. I haven't had children. I haven't been married. And I enjoy my life. I like being There's a single lady. Yeah. And, and it maybe doesn't please everybody. In, right. But it's like we have these options now in 2015. It pleases and, us. It keeps the sexual can, tension alive on this podcast. And we can give so much more to other things by not doing the same things as everybody else. Just because yeah. you can have kids doesn't mean you should. Right? Yes. Amen, sister. Midwest, take notice. <laughs> Follow Lisa Ann on Twitter at the real Lisa Ann. Listen to her show, Lisa Ann Does Fantasy. On Monday nights at 11 p.m. Sirius 210 XM 87. You can follow Sirius XM Fantasy or at Mad Dog Sports Radio, too. Yep. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. And then also October 21st, 
I'm doing a live show where I'm going to be teaching the world about this new device called Kiru. And during this oh, yeah. live show, I'm also going to go and I'm going to show everyone those 20 years of photo albums I told you guys I found. So, oh, cool. And I'm doing it on the anniversary of Back to the Future. So awesome. I thought it'd be really oh, my fun oh, to just show all my scrapbook stuff. I'm uh, releasing a cover of Huey Lewis's The Power of Love on that day for it's the amazing. Back to the Future anniversary. So we great cover. I remember that we ice in the sink with the head, right? I'll send it to you. Yeah. 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 And then we also learned about hard boiling eggs. So it's been an educational episode all the way around. But really well rounded. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Follow at Phil M. Hanley on Twitter and Instagram and see Phil Hanley and Friends uh, November 20th. And 21st at McGuire's on Long Island at the Comedy Nest in Montreal on New Year's Eve. And don't miss his comedy special November 14th at 1230. You can check out on Sam. On Comedy Central. On Comedy Central. At Sam Morrell. Yeah. M-O-R-R-I-L on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram. Yeah. See Sam on Red Eye on Fox late at night. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the Comedy Central special is probably out, but it's October 23rd at midnight. Or 24th at midnight. And, the, and my album will be out on iTunes. Uh, class Act. Comedy Central produced it. It's good it's a good album buy it and you can pre-order my album Paper Plane and check out all my tour dates at anyamarina.com we love you guys and we know nothing thanks Lisa Ann bye bye, bye. bye.